0: Hey guys, Kathleen Carnally here. I am so excited to get back into James today. We're going to be in chapter 3 and we're going to be picking it up in verse 2. And we're going to be talking this week and next week about the mouth and how it leads, how it leads ourselves, how it leads others, how it affects the environment around us the power in our words in our tongue and the importance of learning how to tame it and all that kind of stuff so go grab your bible maybe a pencil on notebook i've got my uke right here and i'll open this up in a song i come to the garden alone where the dew is still on the roses the voice I hear falling on my ear the Son of God discloses and He walks with me and He talks with me and He tells me I am His own joy we share as we tarry there none other has ever known Thank you, Lord, for the supernatural joy and peace that you give us, that you put inside of us. As you speak this morning, may we hear the sound of your voice. We give you all the glory and praise forever. In Jesus' name, amen. The next verse of that song says, he speaks and the sound of his voice is so sweet. The birds hush their singing. And I thought that was an appropriate song to open up with today because we're talking about the voice. We're talking about the sound of our words and what we speak and the impact that they have in the world around us. So open your Bible to James chapter 3 and let's pick up where we left off starting in verse 2. For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man, and able also to bridle the whole body." So like it says here, there are so many ways that we could possibly offend people or do someone wrong. But the point that James is making here is that we can possibly avoid some of those things when we focus on keeping one specific thing in check. And that is our mouth, our words. What we say is powerful. What we say has the potential to change the atmosphere around us. Remember, we are made in God's image. The one who said, let there be and there was. So how are we speaking into our environments? How are our words affecting the atmosphere around us? What are we letting be that maybe we shouldn't? And what are those things that we should? What are we speaking over each other? And especially over our children who are dependent on our words. Our voices help to lead others as well as ourselves. Verse 3 says, Behold, we put bits in the horses' mouths that they may obey us and we turn about their whole body. The point being that what we say, how we lead with our mouths, the body will soon follow. Behold also the ships, which though they be so great and are driven of fierce winds, Yet are they turned about with a very small helm, whithersoever the governor listeth. So a great ship, even with strong winds, can be turned another direction because of the helm, which is so teeny tiny in comparison to the size of that ship, and the strength of those winds for that matter, and just like that. A strong person who is even led by the winds of the Holy Spirit can turn against God by allowing corrupt speech to come from their mouth. And James is warning us of this, that this ought not to be. Let's go to verse 5. Even so the tongue is a little member and boasteth great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. So it doesn't take much. Like it says here, the tongue is just a little part of the body. How great a matter just a little fire can kindle. You know, the Bible talks about how our words can be like that firewood or that coal that keeps that kind of fire burning. We read about that in Proverbs chapter 26. Let's go there. Starting in verse 20, where no wood is, there the fire goeth out. So where there is no talebearer, the strife ceaseth. As coals are to burning coals and wood to a fire, so is a contentious man to kindle strife. The words of a talebearer are as wounds, and they go down into the innermost parts of the belly. Burning lips and a wicked heart are like a pot shared covered with silver dross. He that hateth dissembleth with his lips and layeth up deceit within him. When he speaketh fair, believe him not. So all of this is talking about the tongue and warning us against corrupt speech. The Bible often calls this corrupt communication. What is that? Well, it could be slander, lies, insults, flattery, backbiting, gossip, manipulation, or plain old being mean or crass. I mean, there's many ways that we can use this mouth in a way that doesn't glorify God. Like we just read here in Proverbs. Going back to James chapter 3, verse 6 says, And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members, that it defileth the whole body, and setteth on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire of hell. So James is clearly explaining here the potential dangers of the tongue and how it can actually steer the whole body toward hell. He's definitely not holding back here, and He obviously sees this as very important for the believer to understand that our words affect our whole body. Jesus speaks of this as well. He says in Matthew chapter 15, starting in verse 10, And He called the multitude, and said unto them, Hear and understand, not that which goeth into the mouth defile a man. But that which cometh out of the mouth, this defileth a man. We can look back in Proverbs 21. Verse 23 says, Whoso keepeth his mouth and his tongue, keepeth his soul from trouble. This is so important to get. Probably one of the most important life tips that we could ever receive. For one, because it's true but also because the power of life and death are in the tongue, and we have a choice on how we use it every single day. And just as the power of the tongue can lead to evil, oh, how much it can lead to good. Beginning with confessing that Jesus Christ is Lord. Ephesians 4 teaches us more about the tongue and how it should be used as a Christ follower. Verse 29 says, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be kind one to another tender hearted forgiving one another even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. So first it tells us don't let the corrupt communication don't let it come from your mouth and then tells us let our speech be used to edify and to minister grace remembering how much grace god has given us and then verse 30 telling us not to grieve the holy spirit in that way remember how earlier we talked about when a ship is going in one direction and those winds are leading and how easy it is for that little helm to turn the ship well we want to be led of that holy spirit of god and aligned with the direction that he is going and not to turn against Him with our words. Well, we see all this being reinforced again right here in these scriptures, going on to verse 31, reminding us not to let any evil speaking come from our mouths, but instead, like verse 32 says, being kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving, that we would let the fruit of the Spirit of God be upon our lips, and letting the power of our words bring light into the atmosphere around us.